0: everyone believes that their grandmother makes the best bowl of hummus or everyone believes that there's someone that they tried in this one little shop in the middle east that that was the best bowl there's always some story towards their hummus bowl
1: this is the producers i'm danny Vallant. Tahini Neri was founded in Melbourne in 2016. From small beginnings selling homemade tahini on the pavement, Ricky Goldman and her husband Neri's products are now stocked in major supermarkets in Australia and even overseas. The early impetus was to take tahini from a niche dip to an everyday staple. Along the way, they've expanded the range to a best-selling hummus and become somewhat accustomed to the highs and lows of running a family business. I'm Ricky Goldman and I'm the co-founder of Tahini Neri. At Tahini Neri, we manufacture
0: Middle Eastern staples, mainly hummus, tahini, harissa. So Neri and I co-founded Tahini Neri in 2019 our story really began out of love. Um, shortly after Neri moved to Melbourne from the Middle East, he, um, we met very soon after he, he moved. And during our first few times or our first few dates, he would make these elaborate meals and a lot of it was based on tahini or a lot of the meals that he cooked, whether it was scrambled eggs or roast vegetables or just a bowl of hummus, there was always some incorporation of tahini and um i guess i used to travel to israel every year as well so i was very immersed in the food scene in israel and also very familiar with tahini as an ingredient um in our in our dishes however in melbourne it wasn't so it wasn't a staple and neri and i saw a gap in the market we struggled to find tahini on the shelves so after a few late night discussions and a big batch of tahini made in our kitchen,
1: we decided to gift it to family and friends and the feedback was amazing. For the first time, Ricky shares the story of Tahini Neri's not quite kosher first days outside cult Southside Bakery shop, Baker Blue. So
0: I went down to Williamstown and bought a $400 little cart. So on on one Friday night, we made a big batch of tahini And we decided, we mustered up the courage to stand outside. Well, no one actually knows this, so I hope hope I'm allowed to say it. But we actually, we made 40 little tubs of tahini, kept it in our fridge overnight. And then early on a Saturday morning, we brought that cart that I bought from Williamstown and we set up outside the original Baker Blue store in Elstonwick. And we figured if people were buying amazing bread, how could they say no to a tub of tahini? We brought 20 tubs first round and we sold out in about, I want to say, half an hour. We had to rush back to my dad's fridge, pick them up the second batch of and go back to Baker Blue. And, yeah, the feedback was amazing. I still remember some of our first customers and they still today buy exactly the same tub of tahini and the ingredients have not changed once. So after a couple of weeks outside Baker Blue. We eventually got shut down, which is always going to happen. And then we migrated to the farmer's market. Um, So we would go on Saturday morning again to the farmer's market and we would, it was a bit more organized then. So we had our our stall set up, we had music blasting, you had Neri screaming, who wants to try to hear me in his Israeli accent and we made, we sold a few different things but all based on tahini. So we had bliss balls, we had halva and we had the tahini dip. Um, Then the tahini came in two flavours. We had our green tahini and our signature Um, and we also sold tahini bowls which included our signature tahini, egg, parsley, oil, homemade harissa, and a little garnish on top, and that was fabulous. We we like to say that was probably the best R and D we could have we could have paid for because we we got to chat straight right there and there with our customers and hear the feedback from from their mouths. So that really gave us a bit of a lot of confidence actually to say, hey, let's let's quit
1: our full time jobs and let, let's give this a shot. Aavement retail was never going to work long term but it was a great proof of concept. Ricky talks us through the next steps. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family so there was a lot of conversation
0: about business and um, and, and starting something so I, and you always knew I had that in me. Um prior to Tahini Neri, I was actually selling plants. So a completely different, completely different area. Um, my father is a plant grower, he has a nursery. Um, and so I've always been around that and I decided to sell plants to stores and restaurants and online. And that was really great, but I was doing that on my own. And once I had the the you know, the support of my partner, life partner and business partner, it really helped uh, develop something into something much bigger. So as I said, we started at the farmer's market um, and one thing led to another. We we, we got a, a bit of money from our parents and we bur- we bought our first second-hand food processor um, and that started us off and we rented a small kitchen in Hawthorne, which is, was at the back of this little alleyway. And we, you know, we just started making the same product that we sold at Baker Blue, outside Baker Blue. We started making that in a little bit more um, fancier tubs. And I, I bought some reams of, of paper from Officeworks and I borrowed a guillotine and we bought some tubs that were tamper evident and which if you don't know what that was, it's once you click it down, it preserves the product inside. Um, and we just started, I made
1: a logo on Canva and we just registered as Tahini Neri. Selling Tahini was a bit left field, but Ricky was always leaning towards doing something entrepreneurial. She picks up the tale. So
0: we, we basically did the hard way. We just door knocked. So we would go with our esky full of Tahini and our printer, in-house printed labels And our handwritten best before dates, and we landed our first store in Caulfield North, which is a deli called Lenny's Deli, and yeah, as I said, we we drove it at the back of our back in our boot, and we cranked up the air conditioning, and we yeah we just knocked on the door, and he took twelve tubs. I'll never forget, and yeah, that was our that was the beginning. And from there, we went. the next day, we went to a few other stores. We went to the markets, Paran Market and South Melbourne Market, and slowly we just, we, we, we like to say that we have like a 100% conversion rate. Once you try the product, you'll buy it.
1: When Australians think dip, they tend to think hummus. Even though the chickpea classic wasn't part of the Tahini Neri plan, Ricky and Neri decided to bring hummus to the people along with an ongoing explainer about how it's really eaten in the Middle East. Hint, there's not a rice cracker in sight. The name started as tahini neri, and we brought out three flavours
0: of tahini. There was signature, green, and spicy. And during the days of the farmer's markets, people would always ask us to bring out the hummus. And this was quite, you know, this is interesting from Neri and I. We never really thought we would be a hummus brand, but um, we worked on this this product for about a year and back and forward from food techs and developing and and getting it right. Neri is very pedantic, and which, which makes for a good product. So eventually he was ready to bring it out to market. And today, hummus is our best-selling product. And um, it's it, yeah, it's it, it's our it's it, it emulates the fi- the feeling of sitting in Tel Aviv, in a hot and balmy little hummus bar, and eating with a. Neri always says, you know, if someone knows how to eat a a, a bowl of hummus, because you only you're only allowed to use one pita per bowl of hummus. You meant to finish the whole bowl with the one pita. Our hummus has limited ingredients and very premium ingredients. We use only the best chickpeas, very good oil, um, limited oil, but there's a little bit of it, um, limited garlic. We like to say, you know, there's not a lot of garlic in our hummus um, and there, the texture is really important. So Ours is very smooth and creamy. I guess that hummus comes in so many different flavours and varieties and there's so much provenance towards it. Um, everyone believes that their grandmother makes the best bowl of hummus or everyone believes that there's some, that they tried in this one little shop in the Middle East that that was the best bowl. There's always some story towards their hummus bowl um, and I think that's what really there's like a, more of a feeling towards eating hummus not just shoving it in your mouth. I remember going to Israel with a friend of mine. It was his first time in Israel and he, he wasn't very familiar with the cuisine at all or with, with hummus and he, we were walking past a little hummus bar and he couldn't believe his eyes that he saw these big, not big, he saw these people just sitting down eating a bowl of hummus just with bread or with a spoon. He just couldn't believe his eyes. And this is a real Aussie guy. And I said, that's what you do here. You know, you just eat oh, a hummus for lunch and you usually need a sleep after. But <laughs> that's that's very traditional Middle Eastern cuisine.
1: Tahini Neri has only been going a few years, but it's grown quickly, powered by quality and ongoing innovation.
0: So today we are based in Bedley East, we have a, a premises there, and we are in about 250 stores nationwide. Um, we also export to Hong Kong and Singapore, and we have our core range has eight, eight flavours for hummus for tahini, and we have a few other products like squeeze bottles, and we've just launched our new falafel packs. During COVID, um, we moved into our new premises, actually, and we had – it was a – it's got a front shop, so um, that used to be well, that's our meeting area and like our stock room. And everyone would just pop their head in and say, What's going on? or there was a big an old school bakery sign outside the front. And we said, No, we don't sell bread, no croissants, no, no, we're not open. And one day I said to Neri, Why don't we just, I guess, open it? You know, what's the harm? We've got all this space, we've got people walking past, let's open the doors. And, and start selling. So we got a lacquer of paint and we painted the wall. There was this ugly green, really, really fluorescent green background. So we painted that into like a really ba- a beige colour and we used the same Bay marie that we took to the farmer's market and we bought a second-hand fridge and we opened the doors and called it Neri's Horse Bar. And we serve, still today, we serve fresh hummus bowls made that morning. The hummus is made that morning. And we serve fresh hummus
1: and tahini. One of the joys of running your own show is that you can have an idea and bring it to fruition. Ricky explains what's next for Tahini Neri. So
0: 2023 seems to be a big year already for us. Um, We have some very exciting products about to launch. The falafels, like I was telling you about, they're about to hit stores, which is really exciting. And um, our packaging is going to develop into something even more exciting. When you're
1: in the thick of running a business and a family, it's often a challenge to stop, reflect and think about what's been achieved. Ricky reflects on what she loves about what they do. I
0: love going to work every
1: day and seeing, I guess, just in a talk like
0: this to really see how far we've come. Um, so much, you know, you, you spend so much time, you know, um, dealing with problems and trying to rectify or burning out fires. And it's just good to stop and think, I guess, you know, where we are today and where we where we started. To see someone try our product and give us great feedback it's really it, it's really heartwarming and um and yeah and a lot of people i guess don't know what tahini is there's that i guess that's also where we struggle is to get that education around tahini and how to use it and and what it actually is whereas there people are very familiar with hummus and i guess you know moving forward and looking into the future um we believe that tahini will be a food trend like almost, and will be a staple in people's
1: pantries. The Tahini Neri Vision is tahini smeared on just about everything. This business, inspired by love and passion, has grown quickly, gathering devoted fans who love not just the tasty products, but also the heart, soul and culture that lifts this family business. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers, and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.